0: Six pack, six pack, six pack, six pack, six pack, six pack sports. Hello and welcome, everybody, to now no longer the four, beer 40 yard dash. We have now changed it to six pack sports. As always, I am Drew Grill, and as always, with me is Nick Whitaker. Today, well, first of all, crack them. Where's my beer? one we're recording. In person, we're going to have to split a mic, so there's going to be some weird pauses, I am sure. <laughs> anyway, we are actually going to do a review. This is more of a Beer 30 thing, but Nick's here in person, so I figured I'd break out these uh, the big guns here. We're going to do some old, smoky Tennessee moonshine pickles. Nick, do you like pickles? I do like Pickles. Alright, let's fucking pop this bad boy. We wanna split it like eat it at both ends and meet in the middle like Lady in the tramp. (laughs) It sucks you don't have a mic. (laughs) I didn't hear a response, so I don't think they can hear you. Moonshine pickle. For you oh for you, beer thirty fans. I'm going to make Luke try this, too. Ooh.
1: It starts off not that bad, but then it really hits you.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fucking awful. Nope. I'm only going to eat half a... Oh, God. Bro, that's probably better. But that's bad for me. Or that's bad because pickles and getting drunk. That's a dangerous game to play.
1: (laughs) I mean, they actually didn't smell that bad when we were just smelling them, so... seemed like they were going to be pretty decent but that is that is horrendous
0: they're only 20% alcohol oh my god beer's not doing it okay so uh I'm gonna give that a let's see a 0.1 out of any anything literally any other number (laughs) that sounds about right All right. Oh, God. Okay. All right, that was a terrible idea. Let's get into sports. We're going to do a little happy hour kind of thing here to start. Just talk about the past weekend in sports, a lot of college football, some good games. It's always week one as well, where there's just some real bad games. and We always get to watch Alabama beat the shit out of somebody that we don't care about. Yep,
1: but this year it won me some money, so I didn't really mind watching
0: that game. I
1: don't know if this is recency bias, but I thought that was one of the best week ones I can remember in a long time.
0: I feel like it's always, uh, I mean, it's just week one. You're excited. I didn't watch as much, as many as I would like to. they I went and watched uh, Iowa at, the, at a bar, and that's like the only game they had on other than Oklahoma State. So I watched a little Oklahoma State. I watched Iowa, which was terrible, but I couldn't get people to change TVs either way. Oh, that's it. Oh, that burp's terrible. Okay, don't try those pickles. That was terrible. Um, so, yeah, I didn't... I mostly caught, like, Thursday and Friday. Saturday, I didn't catch a whole lot. They're, to me, there didn't seem like a whole lot of good games.
1: Yeah, Thursday, the backyard brawl was, like, the perfect way to start it. I I didn't even know that that was a big rivalry until, until this week when, apparently, we were starting week one with uh, Pitt. Who was it? Pitt, West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Had no idea that was a big rivalry, and... It lived up to the hype. I mean, there was a lot of points. Um, won my first bet ever on that game, so it was pretty good.
0: I keep forgetting you're a noob. Uh, I mean, not that you don't know what everything means, Uh I love the people just randomly that are like, you sports bet, like, can you teach me how to sports bet? Because I just signed up and put, like, $50 down. They're like, what's this plus and minus stuff mean? And I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Yeah, this you shouldn't be doing this. Uh but yeah, the I'm glad you brought that up to start the college football season. I also did not know it was a big rivalry and they haven't played it in like twelve years or something like that. I think is what I saw. It like like early yeah, it was it was something. And uh that was a fucking scene at I'm calling it Heinz Field, I don't care what else it's called now. Uh Yeah, that was a perfect way to start it and such a fun game, and they should definitely play that every year. And it gave, like, I like realignment. I honestly like that USC and UCLA are coming to the Big Ten, but there's a lot of good points made by people. It's like, yeah, people want to go see teams in the area play against each other and not, like, go all the way from Iowa to UCLA to play a game because there's going to be nobody at that game, and they haven't played this game in 12 years, and it is the... Uh, largest uh crowd that that stadium's ever had.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the biggest crowd that Heinz Field, or whatever it's called now, has ever seen. You're joking, right? No, it's, uh, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like some insurance firm or something. <clears throat> yeah, they typically are. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, great game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if uh, those of you who don't know, I live in Kansas, so sports betting just became legal in Kansas on September 1st. So I kind of followed everything with sports betting but never actually did it myself. He's already lost his house. Yeah, Ellie, we we have to move out because I bet everything on Georgia uh, not covering the spread there and that. Ten- no, I'm just kidding. I actually did talk. <laughs> I actually did talk last week about how I was going to take Oregon against the spread, but I ended up doing the opposite, which I'm glad I did because I was with a parlay with Alabama and Arkansas winning outright. So, second win of the of the week, and that's about it on as far as wins go for me. But um, Thursday night, we also saw uh, the return of Charlie Jones to our screens, and just had. <laughs> Just every Iowa fan screaming, why is he not playing on Iowa anymore when we have two scholarship wide receivers? But then we saw the Iowa game on Saturday, and we know why he's not playing on Iowa.
0: Yeah, literally the first thing I had was, um, like, my list. Pittsburgh was a fucking scene. Uh, What the fuck? I don't know what. I was a little drunk for that game. I have a random parentheses that doesn't mean anything to me. But then the second thing I have is we underutilized Charlie Jones like crazy, dude. Good for him for getting the fuck out of Iowa City. I am not mad at him at all anymore. And that Iowa-Purdue game this year, we might get smoked. We might the abs- I guess we should just go into Iowa now. I don't want to talk about it a whole lot, but as Hawkeye fans, or a Hawkeye fan, I, don't, I can't speak for you. But Petrus needs to fucking be benched. Like it, it Padilla cannot be worse. There can't be anyone on the roster worse than Petrus.
1: I, I feel like it wasn't even just Petrus though. That offensive line is awful. Like if he did have time, Petrus was missing wide open receivers. But then half the time he had, he was getting hit right away. So I do think even if it's not Petrus's fault, is probably going to be better in that scenario because he, he's at least a little bit mobile. Like, Petrus is like 6'6", just a statue back there. He's not getting away from anyone. So, yeah, I mean, offensive line was terrible. The running back fumbled. We didn't have our starting running back. But still, if you're relying that much on a starting running back that your offense can't muster a single touchdown against an FCS team, you're not going to go very far this season. So we had Iowa out there. I don't know if you guys heard this one yet this week, but we had Iowa out there playing baseball, winning 7-3, to three. and then we had North Carolina in Appalachian State playing basketball. What was that, like 68-70 to 70 or something like that? Yeah, so that was just polar opposites at 11 a.m. Um, those games, because I looked – Appalachian State was favored by, like, a point and a half, which I thought was surprising. But then, first quarter, they go up 21 nothing. I think, on North Carolina. North Carolina scores, like, does all the scoring in the second and third quarter. And then Appalachian State puts up 40 points in the fourth quarter. Damn. Drew just showed me the score of the Louisville game, which I took uh, UCF to cover five and a half. So... Oh, really? Um, But, yeah, we had Appalachian State. They score, go for the two-point conversion. They have a guy wide open in the flats, and he just kind of – it was a a weird – the ball was just at, like, a weird spot where he probably should have just backed up and caught it, but he sort of turned around and tried to backpedal it. Um, And then North Carolina takes the onside kickback for a touchdown, giving the ball back to Appalachian State with, like, two minutes left. They go back down and score and miss another two-point conversion to tie it with, like, their quarterback trying to rush for it, and he's just, like, half a yard short. It was insane.
0: Yeah, that game was absolutely sick. I keep forgetting people can't hear me because I don't have a mic. Appalachian State has another fun game this weekend against A&M. Yeah, I saw just the highlights of that game, and fucking Appalachian State is, like, always one of the most fun teams, especially in, like, week one, week two, because they always play big game like they're going from North Carolina to A&M like they're scheduling games and just getting money have you ever seen that campus and like their sports facilities crazy just nuts because they go play these games every single year and then just have A&M pay them just out the ass to come to A&M and play or North Carolina well, their quarterback is, uh, former, Clemson former Clemson backup oh my god I did not know that that what a smart move by that dude Appalachian state. Nice. Um, yeah, I, that's all I really got for Iowa. I know we moved games, but, uh, let's see. Yeah, me either. Uh, and the other thing, uh, got to throw a little shade here in, uh, the big 10 Michigan state using their stadium green and white stripe, like back and forth through the stadium against Wyoming in week one is some of the most embarrassing shit I've ever seen. It was Western Michigan, right? It was Western Michigan. That always confuses me. Brown. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? It's not even the, it's not even the Michigan team that you hate. Like that's, that is super fucking embarrassing. If Iowa did that this weekend, I'd be even more embarrassed. Or if they did like a gold out or a blackout, like, you can't be doing that against teams like that. You got just show up in whatever black or, and or gold thing you have for Michigan State, any green or white thing you have. That is fucking nuts to set that up for West Virginia. You're a bunch of losers.
1: <laughs> um, other games like Georgia and Alabama were just completely dominant in their games, like. I didn't think Georgia
0: was going to be that good. Like, is,
1: is Georgia just that good, or is Oregon that bad? It
0: was it was fun to watch Georgia because I was like, I didn't think they were going to be this good. I knew they were going to be good, but, like, Alabama, you knew they were going to be that good, so it was like, this game sucks. But then I was watching Georgia beat the shit out of Oregon, basically, like, the same way, but it was fun that time. I think it's because Oregon's colors are very fun to watch Liz.
1: Yeah, and they decided that Bo Nix was going to be the answer at quarterback. And he did lead the team in rushing, so maybe if they just move him to running back, he'd have a better shot. Um, But, yeah, I don't think Bo Nix is the answer there. Does look like Bryce Young might be uh, on his way back to -to back-to-back Heisman's just from week one, kind of overreaction. But he had a great game. I think he, like, threw for almost 300 yards. He rushed for 100 yards or something like that, too. It's crazy. How how uh,
0: How did Michael Petrix do? I did not. Or Penix, Michael Penix. I always say Petrix.
1: I forgot to look how Penix did it in Washington. Those West Coast games, I just kind of forget about those unless they're the only game on. Like, if it was tonight, I'd be watching Washington right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I did forget to look at how Penix is doing in Washington.
0: I uh, I honestly, I watched the Georgia-Oregon game with the sound off, and I totally forgot Bo Nix. I never saw, like, his nameplate whenever I was going back and forth Whatever other game I was watching.
1: Yeah, that was uh, my point of the day where I was just laying by the pool, kind of watching it on my phone, not really paying attention to any of those games in the middle because none of them really seemed that interesting, especially after checking the score, like the first quarter and all of the teams were dominating. Arkansas, Cincinnati was a good game, but I kind of felt like Arkansas was in control of that game the entire time, and I don't think Cincinnati's really going to be what they were last year but you know that makes sense they lost they had a first round cornerback drafted and they lost their quarterback probably one of the best ones that they've had in the program
0: um oh oh my goodness let's pull this stat up Michael Penix Jr 26 for 39 345 yards and four touchdowns my guy let's go it was against Kent State they won 45 to 20 but let's go also, uh, I saw something else that I wanted. I just wanted to mention. Oh yeah, Florida upsetting Utah. So mad! I did not take Florida plus two and a half and/or the money line. Really was sitting there thinking about it, and then I was like, "Well, Utah's always like pretty good," and then I forget that they're in the fucking Pac twelve, so they're, they're not really that good. Um, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> maybe we have a segment missed bets like. Bet, bets we didn't make that we were thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll always just pick the one that like, Oh, Kansas finally won one. Be like, yeah, no, I was thinking about doing that one. <laughs> oh, you bet. Oh no. Um, do you have any more like, Oh, I do have one more last weekend, a uh, little recap, not football. Um, I want to jump off a bridge and die because Albert Pujols' last at bat against the Cubs was a go-ahead home run. I'm sorry, a game-winning home run in what the seventh, eighth inning? Yeah, last what a for his 695th home run. They're feeding him juiced balls. It is total bullshit. He is not actually hitting these home runs. Fuck. I was so with him. We talked about last week. I was so down for it, and then his last at-bat at Wrigley was that, and I've totally flipped the script. I do not want him to get 700.
1: Damn, butthurt Cubs fans. Is it possible for someone to be on steroids but only against left-handed pitchers? (laughs) He's literally hitting, like, 480 against lefties and, like, 112 against right-handers, and that. They've recently started to put him in against right handers. Just, you know, he's like one away from tying a rod and four away from 700. But anytime he's playing a right hander, it's like 0 for 4, three strikeouts. It's like, or every time I look up when he's at, at bat against a right handed p- pitcher, he's um, fouling out, like pop up to first base. So maybe just only play him against the lefties. And I think they'll play enough lefties down the stretch to still get it. But.
0: And pinch hit him when they bring in, like, a lefty reliever that he could just tank.
1: Yeah, I think that happened in the Nationals game the other day where they were they had a lefty reliever out there, so they were going to bring him in, and then they saw he was on deck, and then they brought in a right-hander. And I still think they pinch hit him anyway, and he didn't do anything. But um, last two games that I wanted to touch on from college football, Ohio State didn't look as good as I was expecting, especially on offense, but um, – Smith and jigbo left early with an injury, but their defense did look a lot better than last year I mean last year they were just a doormat
0: uh yeah hundred percent agreed this was uh what the yeah, the the bet that pissed me off the most this weekend is that I know it was a lot of points for that spread I think I got him at like seventeen and a half but damn dude like that was I really good for Notre Dame like that was it's basically a win for Notre Dame like in the end of the season if they have just one maybe two losses like and it's a very close game to Ohio State who will probably be 12 and 0 like it's a very good um uh like resume I guess is the term they usually use like that'll definitely help the resume and also thank god speaking of it because then Notre Dame could sneak in with and still be bad and get annihilated by Alabama in the first game but or Georgia um, but we're getting a 12 game or 12 team playoff. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I don't know how I didn't have that written down 12 team playoff. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Home like post-season games. If I, I just want Iowa to get one of those. Of It's got to happen. Eventually we'll have like a good year where we'll get one. That'll be so nuts.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, it came out, and it was, like, 2026. And it's like, why? Yeah, so then they... It came out originally, it was 2026, and then they they revised it, and they're like, at the latest, 2026. And it's like, why do you need to have, like, that long of a gap between, like... It, there's really not that much logistics involved to have a couple more games if they're at the home
0: stadiums, to, too. But, um... Because it, it's basically just... Four games that are at somebody's home stadium, and then the next, the semifinals are bowl games, right? Yeah. So like, whatever. That's stupid. So buy, no, I think all top four get a buy, and then yeah, then those eight teams all play each other. So I guess there's quarterfinals now, right? Yeah. Before. Yeah. No, I just I'm tr- in my head now I'm trying to think of how a 12. 12- Team tournament works. Yeah, that's. (laughs) No
1: research. Just shooting from the hips. Uh, Last one I wanted to talk about was the great game we got on. What was that? Sunday night. LSU and LSU and uh, Florida State, which I did have the over at 50 and a half. So literally, if they if Florida State, or sorry, LSU would have just made the PAT, there was no way it couldn't have hit because they just, okay, yes, safety when you're on the 25-yard line, then that would be like an act of God. So, yeah, almost no way it couldn't hit, but apparently LSU doesn't like to teach their linemen how to block on field goals or PATs. They're, the same guy got through that specific hole four times during that game and then chip or not chip kelly brian kelly comes out after the game like a complete asshole and just like throws all of his players under the bus week 1 like this is going to be over so quickly for him
0: the yeah the the shit throwing at his players was just so brian kelly He's a fucking scumbag uh I agree he's going to be out of LSU so fast. I don't know what anyone was thinking in this deal. I remember what happened. I was like, what are we talking about here? The Notre Dame guy that's, like, really weird. That game. Yeah. And then he did the accent. Oh, dear God. The accent was horrible. Um, Yeah, that that was hilarious. The media thing on Monday was fucking hilarious, where he was threatening on fining a media member for being late, and she was just like, maybe win a game and I won't be late. This is the first week. Like they've been dealing with each other also like probably all summer, you know, they have built like, uh, a relationship probably over the summer, but yeah, they clearly probably were already like, yeah, no, this guy stinks. He better win some football games. This is going to end bad. I bet all the media members are like, yeah, no, this is already going so far downhill. Um, yeah, good for Florida State also. They haven't won a game like that, I feel like, in a while. Or at least not that I have paid attention to. Whenever they play, like, maybe they beat Miami once in the past couple of years, but, like, Miami's not all, yeah, that's not, like, yeah. So, yeah, that game was funny as hell. And that dude got through that gap, like, I don't think anyone touched him. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, me and Drew just had a nice little hand-holding session there, trying to pass off the mic. Oh, I feel like, um, (laughs) six-pack difference. I feel like, um, what's his name? Jim Carrey from, uh, Evan Almighty when he's on the, when he's on the boat and he's, like, interviewing the woman and he's pissed off. (laughs) Whenever I, whenever I try to hold the mic over to you and just, like... (laughs) Think you could have fit on the uh, on the door with him, or were you just too afraid to freeze your big fat ass off? <laughs> oh, great movie. Right. Did you have anything else for uh, the college football weekend wrap-up? Whatever the hell we're calling it.
0: Fuck Albert Pujols again.
1: It's disrespectful. I mean, it's impressive to see what a fifty-two-year-old is doing out there. <laughs> All right, should we do uh, our NFL preview next? Yeah, All right, so I I just kind of broke it down by the conference, so or I guess that'd be the the the, the, ugh, the division. Can't talk. Um, so NFC East is first, and after last night, it looks like they are going to win the NFC East pretty handily. The Bills, did I say the Bills? I don't know. The Bills. I'm I'm talking about the Bills. I've only had one beer so far. <laughs> We're talking about the AFC East, the Bills. After last night,
0: they're minus two fifty on the sports book that I'm looking at. No free ads. Minus two fifty. I also have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. We all watched. Actually, I forgot to even start with this. I might go back and uh, re-record the beginning. It is Friday, September 9th. 2022 and football is no longer fun anymore and the season should just end and i'm done with it already because the rams looked terrible the bills looked insanely good and everybody picking the buffalo bills to win the super bowl wasn't like a crazy pick but like everyone is doing it and like high expectations didn't think they were like I mean, I figured they'd play well, but the first week to just fucking annihilate the Super Bowl champions by 21 points while turning it over four times, so it could have been easily like 56 to 10 was insane. They take the AFC East with no problem.
1: I think outside of just the Bills, obviously, running away with it. The only thing I really care about in the AFC East is, like, who out of the young quarterbacks, like Mac Jones, Tua, or Zach Wilson, if any of them start to look like a real quarterback. Well, Mac Jones looked decent last year, but, like, the other two don't look like they belong in the NFL, which is coming from a Bears fan, so my quarterback also probably doesn't belong in the NFL yet, but I'm very high on them. We'll get to that later.
0: Uh, I, like... Mac Jones and Zach Wilson have time. This is Tua's fucking last year, dude. If it doesn't happen, he's going to be a backup somewhere else. Because I don't think Mike McDaniels really wants him, but this is his first chance at a head coach, and like I think he's glad to have a young quarterback, but I think he will get rid of him in the blink of an eye if it doesn't work out this year.
1: Yeah, and depending on how bad they are, they could have the number one overall pick. So I don't think they'll be that bad, but... Nine wins. Do they have a lot of picks next year? I feel like they have like two or three first round picks. Um, all right. AFC North. So this one's a pretty, I don't know. I don't want to say strong division, but like they're all kind of at the same level. I'd say with the exception of Cleveland, just because they're going to be starting Jacoby Brissett for 13 games or 11 games. Um, Yeah, he's a fine backup and not someone you want starting a bulk of your season, and we're not going to mention who their starting quarterback is because he's a nasty, nasty man.
0: Rapist!
1: Yes, that as well. So um, I'm going to actually go with the Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah, instead of of the Bengals, I think there'll be a little bit of a letdown with the Bengals this year. I think they were kind of playing over their head last year a little bit. They lost a couple pieces. Um, their offensive line should be better the the Bengals this year, but um Ravens with Lamar playing in a contract year since they couldn't come to an agreement on a contract you got j k. dobbins back Rashad Bateman second year, I think it'll be pretty good season for the Ravens, and they were like the most injured team, second most injured team in the n f l last year, so I doubt
0: that'll happen again hopefully uh I like well first of all. Ravens to win the North plus one forty, Bengals to win the North plus one seventy, Cleveland to win the North plus four fifty, and the Steelers are plus eight hundred. Uh, but So you took the favorite? Yeah. Um, I I like Jacoby Brissett. I think. I mean, I'm with you. Don't want him starting eleven games. You would rather have the six because give him that six games what he do like 4 and 2 when Tom Brady was out or something like that. He could easily do that with Cleveland as well. I think with the It's true. I think with 11 games he could go 6 and 5, 7 and 4 if he gets something to go his way, they they might be all right. Uh but I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh I, like you said their offensive line has gotten better if Joe Burrow doesn't get hit what like 52 times uh like he did last year uh with both of his receivers I can't remember who their running back is. Uh Mixon, yeah, Joe Mixon. Um, their defense not bad. I don't think I can't off the top of my head think of anyone they lost those major. They're starting Eli Apple at
1: quarterback cornerback.
0: That's true, okay. That's well, we Jalen Rams is supposedly the great best corner in the league and he got fucking cooked last night. So it can happen to anybody, but yeah, that that is tough. Uh, I'll I'm taking them over the Ravens because um, the Lamar's got nobody to throw to. Kind of Aaron Rodgers-esque, like just absolutely nobody to throw to. They lost uh, Hollywood Brown and can't remember who I can't name another receiver on the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, they got nobody, so I'm going with the Bengals.
1: All right, um. AFC South. So I think that AFC South is by far the worst division in the NFL. I mean Colts, Jaguars, Titans, Texans, that's a that's not what you want in in a division. <laughs> um I am interested to see how many games if any Malik Willis starts for the Titans this year. I don't think that you know, if things aren't going great for the Titans, I wouldn't be surprised f- to see them make a change at quarterback because it's just – Tannehill's fine, but, if yeah, he's just not the guy that – he's not going to win you any games. He hope, probably won't
0: lose you games, but he's not going to go out and win you games. I couldn't believe how low Malik Willis got drafted. Like, I thought the Steelers were dumb for not picking him. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh I w- was shocked that Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback taken and then Malik Willis didn't go until what like the 3rd round. That was insane. Um I wonder also how much the Jags are going to improve now that uh, Urban Meyer isn't there. Um Yep, fingering assholes of coeds. Um back in Columbus and then Houston is just Houston. So if I have to pick a winner out of this, I guess I'm going to go with
0: the Titans. I'm, yeah, well, first of all, Colts minus 134, Titans plus 190, Jaguars plus 700, and the Texans are plus 2,500 to win the worst division in football. I think they have the longest shot odds of winning a division, which is crazy. Uh, I'm taking, I want to take the Colts, I want to believe in Matt Ryan and that team, but the Titans were the number one seed last year, and they did lose A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Julio Jones was a liability anyway. Not a lot of receiving help for Tannehill there. So already, did. Oh, yeah, fucking Robert's there now. Shit, I have to take the Titans. Fucking Bobby Trees is on the Titans now. Yeah, okay. and mm, I'm going to make this conditional. I'll take the Colts if Malik Willis doesn't start a game all year well mm, if they don't if they don't get rid of Tannehill and Malik doesn't come in by like week six I'm taking the Colts if he comes in before week six I'm taking the Titans because Malik Willis looked awesome in the preseason and again the Steelers were insane for not drafting that man I think
1: it's crazy that Houston has the longest odds to win their division when it's the worst division and they might have the second best quarterback in that division.
0: No, <laughs> oh, okay. Falcons and the Jets may have worse odds or The Seahawks don't have as bad of odds in of division with the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Niners, and they have Drew oh yeah, Geno Smith and Drew Locke at quarterback. Yikes.
1: All right. So we go from the worst division in football to the best division in football and that's the AFC West. I was looking it up cuz I wasn't sure if this was a thing or not, but technically all the teams from this division could make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. It's it's very uh like huge fucking long shot. It's crazy. But yeah, it's it's possible.
1: I feel like if any any division's going to do it, it's probably going to be the AFC West this year, if any. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Well, maybe not ever, but probably not going to happen. Um, I do think it's going to be, like, the Chiefs and the Chargers fighting for first and then the Raiders and a little less so on the Broncos. I think they could be you know, frisky, win a couple games against um, some good teams, but I don't think that they're going to be fighting for the top of the division but could be going for a wild-card spot. And I'm going to take the Chiefs to win I think the Chargers probably have maybe the best receiver duo with Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen, um, but I don't know. I just never trust a Chargers defense, and Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't have uh, Tyreek Hill this year, but I think he can make do with uh, Juju. I think Juju will have a much better season than he did with, uh, with the Steelers. You're shaking your head now.
0: I do not like Gigi Smith with uh, Patrick Mahomes at all. I really don't think that combo is going to work. I might eat my words. That's totally fine. That will probably happen a lot, actually. Um, K the City Chiefs, plus 170. Chargers, plus 220. Denver, plus 270. And the Raiders are plus 650, which I think that's kind of, like, I might sprinkle a little money on the Raiders just because I think those odds are actually, yeah, like, They have. I feel like they have better chance to win this division than that. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. Like you said, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. It's basically just Josh Allen, a little uh, just younger. I mean, Josh Allen's got like two, three more years of experience. This is this is what Josh Allen looked like a couple years ago, but he doesn't have to. Oh. I was just about to say he doesn't have to go against Brady in his division, but he has to go against Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And I'm not going to say Derek Carr. I'm I'm getting really, really mad at the Derek Carr hype. And if there's people picking this man to win MVPs, like that is nuts. Um, so yeah, I like I really like the Chargers. Uh, like I said, the Chiefs. I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to play that well without Tyreek. Cause he's going to keep trying to do the hero, unless he gets rid of the hero ball shit and like throwing it up. Cause just like, and I also think with Tyreek gone, Kelsey's not going to be open as much either. Uh, the Broncos, I think actually get second in this division. And I think the chiefs get third. I think it's a down year for the chiefs. And I think Russell Wilson plays very, very well in Denver. And I think that's a solid team too. He's got, the prob the problem is but it's also not the problem for Russell Wilson he went from a bad o line in seattle to a also bad line in denver which might actually be okay because he's used to it and he's already win- he's already good at winning games anyway especially primetime games so i don't which he's probably going to get a shitload of this year and this division's going to get a shitload of interdivision primetime games i'm sure of it Uh, But I also think this division is going to eat itself alive and no Super Bowl. Nobody from this division will win the Super Bowl because they're going to be gassed by the end of the season, having to play any three of these teams twice in the year. And then maybe even the playoffs. If they like if the two wild cards come out of here, they're going to play them again in the playoffs. And that's just a fucking gauntlet of the schedule.
1: See, I get the uh, Derek Carr MVP hype because Devontae Adams carried the last two years MVPs to his two MVPs and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, (laughs) that was all Devontae. Rodgers wasn't doing anything back there. So (laughs) So he's going to carry his quarterback to a third MVP in a row. It's just Derek Carr this time.
0: If Derek Carr does get an MVP, there, Skip Bayless will make this argument that Devontae Adams is actually winning. Or he'll make the argument that Aaron Rodgers never deserved either one of those MVPs because of Devontae Adams. Skip Bayless or Stephen A. will make that exact argument. Especially if the Packers like, lose in the wild card or like don't even make the playoffs somehow. Be so funny. Yeah, I
1: think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers just should give Devontae both those MVP trophies to keep at his house. Anyway, NFC East. Um, so a team hasn't repeated as NFC East champion since 2004, but I think that's going to change this year. I think the Eagles are going to win again, just because they've probably had one of the best off seasons out of any team in the NFL. They got a better uh, receiver. For um, Hertz and with A.J. Brown, got rid of Rager, that dark cloud just hanging over the whole team. It was just a real bummer. Um, They also got a couple linebackers, kind of shored that up, and I just think that the rest of the teams didn't either. They either didn't get better or they got worse with the Cowboys losing some of their offensive linemen for the whole season, I just think. The Giants with Danny Dimes, that's going to peter out, and they're going to have to draft a new quarterback this year, and Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. So I don't think anyone – I mean, you never know with the NFC East. They're probably all going to be around 500, like. and just going to be some terrible football to watch, and maybe somehow the (laughs) Commanders are going to win it. But I don't know. I just think that the Eagles are going to win it this year.
0: I'm with you, I have the Eagles, uh, in the NFC East. Also Eagles plus one thirty five, Cowboys plus one fifty, Washington is plus six hundred, and New York is plus eight hundred. Uh yeah, I like the Eagles. I hope one I hope Carson Wentz does well uh with the commanders. I don't like he's never gonna play well enough with the team that's around him to uh like Take them to the playoffs this year or anything, I think, but I hope he wins some like seven, eight games. I have a decent year. Don't get injured. Also, please throw the ball to Scary Terry's on my fantasy team uh, for the third year in a row. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, Cowboys losing their left tackle. Amari Cooper, Uh, Zeke, oh, it's just getting like I know he's still a very good running back and hasn't like, hasn't like shown. Uh, a lot of, dig- like, digression. I guess regression. There you go. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, whatever. Regression hasn't showed a lot of regression. He's it's eventually going to happen. He's like what twenty eight now, twenty nine. It's about that time. Reference the league twenty eight. It's like running back. Or running back turns thirty. Uh, and then yes, yeah, Amari Cooper, and then Michael Gallup is also not starting. Uh, which makes that Sunday night game very hard to bet. Uh, I got it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's my NFC East. What do you, what do you want next? Where are we going next? NFC North hot take. Not really. A lot of people are making this take, but the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. I have the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers has nobody to fucking throw to except for his running back. So the running back can't catch everything and run everything. Uh, not that the packers are not going to be good they'll make the playoffs as a wild card so everybody out there calm down you fucking crazy packers fans uh but the vikings are scary good on offense uh new head coach who's more offensive minded than their old coach what was his uh yeah mike zimmer yeah o'connell who is i believe a part of the mcveigh tree Yeah, because I think he was our OC last year. Um, And so far, we have, of the two head coaches that have come out of the Sean McVay coaching tree, we've had, uh, I'm terrible with head coach names, head coach of the Chargers. That team looks pretty damn good. A lot of people making, yeah, yeah, Brandon Staley. And then uh, head coach of the Bengals just went to a fucking Super Bowl. So, I think, yeah, Zach Taylor. Yeah, there we go. This, Yeah, this is going to work. So, he's going to make Kirk Cousins look way better. I mean, Sean McVay did the same thing in Washington. Justin Jefferson, I think Jalen Rieger has... I think Philly and Jalen Rieger splitting up is a mutually beneficial thing. He'll probably fit... at At least have better production than he's had. Dalvin Cook, obviously... That defense is pretty good. Uh, But the one thing I will say is the Packers do have a fucking sick defense. An absolutely sick defense. And then the Lions and Bears have zero chance of winning this division. Uh, Also, Packers minus 182. Minnesota Vikings plus 270. Detroit Lions plus 900. And the Chicago Bears at plus 1400. Do you ever think you'd see the day that the... Bears had longer shots to win the division than the Lions.
1: Yes, I did cuz Matt Nagy was the coach of the Bears for 3 seasons, so if he kept on continuing to be the coach. It was going to get this worse anyway. Um, talking about the Bears, I do think that they I'm just hoping they finish above the Lions. That's my goal for the year as a Bears fan is that don't finish below the Lions. They do have grit. I think the Bears have some grit though too with uh, Eber Floos. I do like the him as a coach. Um he has his hits philosophy that the players have bought into. Eber Floos. Eber Fluce. I mean it rolls right out he has a good nickname, Fluce. Good. Um and then they also had I think Ryan Poles like a lot he was catching a lot of flack for not surrounding Justin Fields with you know the most talented offense, but I think he wasn't going out there and overspending for players that aren't going to be productive for very long. Like he was focusing on getting younger. He was hoping that in, he was just taking the best player available in the draft. The line isn't as bad as you think it is. We have a second round pick from last year. He moved to guard. He's looked good. We got like a sixth round pick for us starting at left tackle. He's looked good. (laughs) Hey, Charles Leno Jr. started for the Bears for like five seasons. He was a seventh rounder from Boise State, so you never know. But anyway, enough about the Bears. Um, I also took the Vikings to win the NFC North. I don't think – I think the Packers will be fine, but I don't think they're going to – I have them probably winning around nine games. I don't know if they're going to make double digits. Yeah. Um, And I I promised a a Kirk cousin take – Today and that is, I think he's going to lead the NFL in touchdown passes, which is plus two thousand on the uh, yeah. So put a little money down on that. Um, I also have so the Vikings. Oh, I guess we haven't gotten to the NFC West, so I'll save it for the NFC West. Um, no, not not Um, I do think that the Lions. I like them as like as a group from watching hard knocks and i like their coach but i just don't think that they're going to have a decent season and i don't think they're going to improve that much from a year ago which they won three games last year maybe four wins this year for them
0: uh well, we'll see how jared goff does they'll move on from him this year if he's bad um I hope they win like, I don't know, six, seven games. I know you just said your goal was to be better than them, but I think they might win six seven, but it is also the Lions, so You skip the NFC West. Oh, you didn't even Oh, gotcha. let say he's got I'm going off the dome here, he's got notes. Uh are we already almost done with this? Oh we only have two division. Gotcha well, we can't talk about the n f c south last that's terrible, okay, we're switching up the alphabet n f c south is absolutely <laughs> next <laughs> yeah it would it would be okay <laughs> all right uh, I guess you done with the north <laughs> uh n f c south buccaneers mine is two fifty New Orleans Saints plus 300, Panthers plus 1,100, Falcons plus 3,000. I, this might be the hottest take I have in all the division winners. I'm taking the Saints. I know everybody has tried to do this for years, for years now, longer than we ever imagined we thought we would have to do it. But this is the year that Tom Brady crumbles. This is the year that it's over. It's fine age. Father time will finally win this year. I've never had this take. Never done it once. Doing it now. 45 Tom Brady is going to look bad. We're going to see it. We're going to see it Sunday night against the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is going to make Tom Brady look like Davis Mills. Not that bad. It's not going to be that bad. But this is the year he's not going to make the playoffs.
1: I was going to say, Tom Brady does kind of look like Davis Mills with his new face. Yeah, um, yeah Saints. Uh, I feel like I've seen a decent amount of people taking the Saints to win the division. I still think Tampa's going to win. But with the interior of their offensive line being like completely new because Ali Marpet retired and then... Two of the other guys are injured right now, and I think one of them's gone for the whole season already. You know, got to get pressure on Tom Brady up the middle. People don't know this, but he's the only quarterback that that really works on. (laughs) Now, here's a guy that doesn't like to have pressure up the middle. Anyway, um... I do, yeah. So, I think Tampa Bay is going to win the division. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, and I see them losing probably in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I really have no read on the Saints. It'll all just depend on what type of Jameis season we get. I mean, maybe with his LASIK, he can actually see his receivers now. Oh, one of one. Um, and will Matt rule be the first coach fired? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Cause I don't think Baker's going to have a very good season. I think all of those chips on his shoulder are going to be weighing him down. He just can't, can't run around back there with all those chips.
0: All those chips. It's like stepping on Legos when he's dancing around the pocket. Um, I just hope he fucking annihilates the Browns week one. And that I could not give a shit less. Uh, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey already on the injured list. Sorry for everyone out there who got him in fantasy. I'm also not sorry. You should have known not to do that at all. That was a ridiculous thing to do. You're an idiot. Um. Uh, yeah i I can see Tampa Bay obviously like being good, but I'm with you. They have no. Yeah, hold on, Cowboy. Cowboy, you want to say something? Okay, thanks. That was a great take. <laughs> <laughs> the other night actually Sabrina asked me she's "Like, what team do you think Cowboy would be a fan of and I was like did you literally just ask me that question and she's like what and I was like the Cowboys <laughs> also she called Stella a Seattle fan and I almost dumped her Um. Oh, he should be ready to go did you draft him Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I just saw he had a shin thing on Friday, and he was on the injured list. I also like telling people that people are on the injured list because they always think injured reserve instead, so they just panic. Always a good way to get your friends. Uh, NFC South, I have the Saints. Nick has the Bucks. The NFC, West. NFC fucking West, baby the greatest division in football. Uh, So we got LA Rams. Now this is Friday after the game. I believe the Rams were like plus 120 before last night, Uh, but they're now plus 155 tied with the Niners at plus 155. The Cardinals are plus 300 and the Seahawks are plus 2000. If you're feeling like Geno Smith's going to break out, I'd go for it. I would responsibly bet the Seahawks was, um, just kidding. That's not a responsible bet. Also, this is not gambling advice. Uh, yep. I am still taking the Rams, even though last night did not look good. They'll get it together. It's, everyone is just clowning the Rams right now because it's the first game, and that's just what happens. And I was doing it myself. I did tweet out a picture of Lo- Rob Lowe just wearing the NFL hat about in the middle of the third quarter. <laughs> uh, But I think... It, 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 like, I understand the Niners are a very well-built team, and good thing they kept Jimmy G around because I think Trey Lance is going to be an absolute bust that everyone is going to look so stupid on. They're, people are way too high on this guy for any throw I've ever seen him make is way underthrown, and everybody's talking about what an arm this dude has. I'm like, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Pat Mahomes and Matt Stafford are all in the league, like, Who are we talking about? North Dakota State hasn't played a real game in like three years. Shut up. You're insane. Good thing they kept Jimmy G because that will actually give them a chance to make the playoffs. If they got rid of Jimmy G and they only had Trey Lance, I honestly think there was no way that the Niners were going to make the playoffs.
1: I actually agree with that. I was surprised that they were just going to hand over the keys to – Trey Lance after he proved nothing last year like the games he played they didn't like they were fine but he didn't like blow anyone away which I know as a rookie you know, I watched Justin Fields a lot last year he didn't blow anyone away for the most part there were a couple games Pittsburgh um, Monday night against Pittsburgh that was a great game but yeah I didn't I didn't really see it much with Trey Lance so I expect him to have kind of a short leash I don't think like if they get off to not that great of a start if they're like two and two i i would expect Jimmy G to come in and take over um cardinals uh, you don't really know what you're going to get with the cardinals i mean obviously the <laughs> drew's betting app is telling him to get off he's a degenerate yeah um yeah you never know what you're going to get with the cardinals like they obviously what was it were they 8-0 last year before they lost yeah Yeah, so hopefully they can rack up enough wins before Call of Duty comes out and Kyler stops studying his playbook um, that he's contractually obligated to study. So, I don't know. I do have the Rams and the Cardinals in a wins pool, so hopefully they both are kind of hope like vying for the top of the division. I do think the Rams are going to win the division pretty easily. I, I just don't trust the 49ers this year especially if they're going to be playing Trey Lance a lot. And the Seahawks, I mean, I just feel bad for D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett that they're just going to be getting – yeah, I know. But they're just going to be getting the biggest ducks thrown their way all season. Do you have anything else on the uh, NFL preview?
0: Back to – well, one, the Niners are still going to run the ball like they always run the ball, and they'll still, like – be in close games and stuff like that, but if it's coming down to Trey Lance having to do something at the end, not that Jimmy G always did it, but he's at least got the experience. And the one highlight that they showed, like all of last season of Trey Lance, when they're talking about how he's like gonna be next, he's gonna be so good. It's of just a just a fucking fly route down the sideline. This dude, I don't remember who I th- might have been, Brandon Ayuk or Debo. Burnt the corner, and Trey Lance is so late on this throw that he's stopped on the sideline, and the cornerback fell like fifteen yards ago, and he hits him right on the numbers because Debo stops, but he is insanely late on this throw, very very underthrown, and everybody was talking about it like it was the greatest throw of all time. I couldn't, I don't understand this Trey Lance hype. It's starting to really piss me off, actually. Uh, yeah, Ram- That's, that's it. I'm sorry. I had to get the Trey Lance stuff out. <laughs> okay. So those are our division winners. Both have the Rams, NFC West, both have the bills, AFC East, uh, NFC South. Nick has the Bucks. I have the saints, uh, NFC North. We both have the Vikings NFC East. We both have the Eagles, AFC North. Nick has the Ravens. I have the Bengals. AFC West, Nick has the Chiefs. I have the Chargers. And AFC South, Nick has the Titans. And I believe I took the Colts. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, I'm going to take a short, short break and pause this right here. But when we come back, which is going to be immediately for you all listening, uh, we're going to go through our six-pack of picks on the weekend. All right, let's get into our six-pack of bets for the weekend. Again, not gambling advice. We are just telling you who we are taking and who we think well, we are going to win on. Again, not gambling advice. I will start with these are going to be all minor all football. I'm not taking any baseball or anything crazy like that. I'm sure you're not either. If you pulled out like the Blue Jays minus one and a half on Saturday or something like that, I don't know if we could do this anymore <laughs> uh my I'll go with my first pick I think it is probably the easiest college pick on the weekend that is Alabama minus twenty and a half over the University of Texas Texas just like always at the beginning of the year overrated overhyped Texas is not back they're not going to be back probably ever again, especially moving into the SEC. Maybe they'll get recruits because of that. Don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, that's my first pick of my six-pack.
1: I also had that same pick, but uh, I did hear some shocking news today, and that's the uh, that Alabama has never beaten Texas. No, wait. Texas has never lost to Alabama when Queen Lizzie, the whatever, was not on the throne. So, RIP, not really, I don't know. <laughs> you know, monarchs, all that stuff, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably not great people, so I'm not going to say that. Um, but yeah, so who knows? Queen's dead, Texas. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Knowing the source is probably a fake stat, but Texas may win this one, but yeah i'm go- I'm going tech or Alabama uh, minus 20 over Texas. Um, I'll go ahead and do my second one so we don't have to pass the mic back and forth every single time. Um, staying in college football. This one hurts the soul to do, but I'm also kind of hedging my bets to have a decent weekend, and I am taking Iowa State money line plus 155 over Iowa. Iowa looked absolutely awful last weekend. They've won like six in a row against Iowa State, so they're due to lose one. I think it's this weekend. I'm going to put some money on it so that even if Iowa win, or if Iowa loses, I at least win some money. So then kind of a win-win.
0: Always a good thing to do. Never bet on your own team to cover a spread or money line for that matter. And then, yeah. Then you go you go against them. They win. You're happy. Who cares? You lost whatever. That's when it's like, who cares? You lost a bet. And then if they lose, you're like, okay, I saw that coming. I literally fucking bet it. I don't mind that pick at all. I couldn't I couldn't do it just because Iowa State at Kinnick. Like I just Kirk's got Matt Campbell's number. It seems like, but I'm also with you. Six years in a row, Matt Campbell hasn't won one yet. Iowa State seems like they're definitely the better offense, and they have a pretty solid defense for the Big 12. Uh, I think I'm with you. If if Iowa State does win, it'll be war of attrition. They have the ball way more than Iowa does. Iowa just keeps getting three and outs, and our defense just gets fucking worn out. It is going to rain all game, so I do think that Iowa State will do something Iowa State dumb at the end of the game, and we will win. If I were to take Iowa State, I'd probably take the points instead of money line. But I'm I'm with you. I'll stay in the same game. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State under 40. Just there's going to be no fucking offense in this game unless it comes from Iowa State. And our Iowa's defense is uh, really, really good. I, even against South Dakota State last week, I and we're going to pin them inside the 10. apparently every time we punt the ball. Because we have the greatest punter of all time, apparently. When he paused last game for like two seconds and then kicked it downfield into the arms of a guy at the one, never seen that before. That was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Uh, my second pick, Iowa, Iowa State under 40. There's going to be no offense. It's going to be one of those Iowa State, Iowa 12 to 10 games. That's why the spread's at like three and a half, I think, because it's always, like not always, it's either a three point game. Or Iowa blows them out. And that's not going to happen. Especially not in the rain. They're not going to let Peaches pass if it's the perfect weather out. And he shouldn't anyway. Uh, my third pick. Uh, I am going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus one and a half at home against the Packers. Already picked them to win the North. This is where it starts. they got to win division games. You want to win your divisional games if you want to win your division. Week one. Home underdogs two division rival Packers start very slow. I saw a stat that the last like five or six years, uh, they average less than nineteen points in like their first two or three games or something like that. So they start slow. Aaron Rodgers got nobody to fucking throw to. Minnesota's they're they're geared up to have a very good season and I don't think they're gonna flop on week one. I
1: think it was it was last year when the uh Green Bay got blown out by the Saints, right? Yeah, and then everyone thought that they were done and Aaron Rodgers was done, but I could only dream. Yeah, something like that. It was wild. Um, I got one more college football pick, and then I got three uh, NFL picks. So my last college football pick is I'm taking KU West Virginia over fifty nine and a half. It's a lot of points, but both of those teams put up a lot of points. Last week. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's going to be a shootout. Drew doesn't like it.
0: Not that I don't like the bet. It's just betting KU. Is always
1: I bet against KU last week and I lost. I'm like, there's no way they blow someone, anyone out by 33 and a half points. So I took Coastal Carolina and that lost. So that was my that was my first loss uh, of my of my gambling career. So, now I'm taking K- I'm not taking KU. I'm taking yes. K- Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um all right. So, then my fourth pick in the six pack is I'm going to go Bears 49ers under 40. So we got two two year quarterbacks. Both offenses, you know, 49ers offense looks a lot better than the Bears, but also I don't trust Trey Lance. Bears defense is fine. It's nothing special, but they got Roquan Smith. They got a couple guys in the uh, secondary. So I just think that it's going to be kind of a you know, both teams are going to want to run the ball. They'll run the clock down, maybe score 21 to like 10. So it's not sexy. I wish I could bet an over on a Bears game, but I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon.
0: I like it. All right, I'll uh, I have a bet on the same game. This is not expected to have this many same games, but it's also week two of college, so there's not a lot of great games to bet on still, and week one NFL is a little scary. I'm actually going to take the Bears plus six and a half. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect that, did you, Nick? I'm taking a plus six and a half. Trey Lance is a fucking fraud. It's in Chicago, so there's there's that aspect that he's gonna have to deal with his first real start where it's his team. Anything on everything on the road, it's not. It'll be a sold out game, I'm sure. Either way, I feel like Bears fans show out for the first few weeks, even though you all know you're not going to be very good. That's probably why it gets people there. It's cheap. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bears plus six and a half. Trey Lance. Fraud. Justin Fields will do enough. the unders 40. So, yeah, it's going to be like 17 to 13 or something. Just uh, not horrible, but not super fun. Um, that is my, what, what was my fourth pick? All right, so I'm going to go back for my last college pick. So, we watched this team hit the over last week in a game that the first half was not great, but I never worried about the over once. And then another team who in their first three games of the season, the past like four or five years hits overs on a ridiculous rate. And that is Tennessee Pitt. There's a lot of points over 65 and a half. A lot of points, but we, I, we just watched Pitt put up like, so, I can't remember how many points in the second half after that first half was very low scoring was never worried about that over and then Tennessee has amazing offense horrible defense, kind of the same with West Virginia West Virginia's defense I think is a little better uh Tennessee is yeah thirty eight thirty one how many how many points is it scored twenty eight in the second half after only scoring ten in the first pit did Tennessee. Great offense, terrible defense. Kind of the same with Pitt. Very good offense, better defense. I think than Tennessee. I think actually Tennessee is favored in this one, um, which I can also see. But I would I'm taking the over sixty five and a half. A lot of points. It's gonna be a fucking so much fun game.
1: I hope that over hits just because that would be a fun game to watch. I don't I don't know why, but I, I just refuse to learn anything about Tennessee football like I just I am not interested I think it's their colors I really don't like that that uh, that shade of orange okay that's a little cooler but like since uh what was it what was his last name Dobbs since he left I couldn't tell you one thing about Tennessee uh football so just a blind spot for me still mediocre okay makes sense um all right so i got two more picks here um the first so technically my fifth would be the eagles minus four over the lions so i picked the eagles to win the division i don't think the lions are going to win more than four games this year i am shocked that they're only getting four points even if it's at Detroit, I don't think Detroit has that crazy of a home field advantage. Just based on experience of playing there every Thanksgiving and kicking their ass every Thanksgiving, like, a tut- less than a touchdown, it's crazy to me. So, yeah, taking Eagles, minus four. Um, and then the, my last pick is Patriots Moneyline plus 140 over Miami. I just really, I mean... New head coach in Miami, so you know he may surprise uh, Belichick. He doesn't really know how he's going to come out and.
0: Oh, Drew's got a stat. He won't surprise Belichick. Belichick is twenty-five and four since twenty ten against rookie head coaches. Well, that just proves my
1: point even more. And I don't know Tua against Belichick. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. And then we got a revenge game. Uh Devontae Parker coming back against Miami. Revenge game. I could see him going off two, three, four touchdowns. Who knows?
0: <laughs> All right. So I hope he
1: doesn't he doesn't score that many touchdowns, but just enough for the Patriots to actually win
0: outright. So Patriots plus one forty money line. I like to pick. they they were bad in Miami with with Brady as quarterback. So we'll see how Mac Jones does, and I, and I also, <laughs> and I also, yeah, not a fan of Tua. There's only one ever good lefty quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL. and His name was Mike Vick. Uh, all right, my final pick. Yeah, my final pick is the Steelers plus six and a half against the Bengals. I am actually a believer in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I actually think. The Browns might finish last, what we talked about earlier, uh, last in that division. I really like Mitch Trubisky. I think this is another opportunity. Do you still like Mitch Trubisky? Okay. I know it's a sore subject. Uh, Yeah, I think it'll be a good second opportunity for him. Uh, I think Mike Tomlin really likes him. He's got decent receivers, a really young, great running back, and that defense is stacked. Uh, and we'll see if Joe Burrow gets any protection this year. If he's still like last year, the steel curtain is going to fucking come for him this weekend. And it's still, I mean, it's Steelers-Bengals. Six and a half feels like a lot of points, no matter how, uh, I guess, kind of a few years ago. Yeah, when the Bengals were terrible, but it's still Bengals-Steelers, and they're both halfway decent. It's going to be very close. Just Bengals-Steelers-AFC North hit the fuck out of each other game so yeah that's i guess i'll recap alabama minus 20 and a half over texas vikings plus one and a half uh home underdogs against green bay i've over in tennessee Pitt at 65 and a half iowa iowa state under 40 steelers plus six and a half against the Bengals, and the bears plus six and a half against the niners trey lance you're a fucking fraud I hope so.
1: Um, and I'll recap my picks. So Iowa State, money line plus 155 over Iowa. KU, West Virginia, over 59.5. Uh, Alabama, minus 20 over Texas. Bears, 49ers, under 40. Eagles, minus 4 over the Lions. And then Patriots, money line, plus 140 over Miami. Um, so, yeah, those are the picks that I like this week. Again, not gambling advice. I would not take gambling advice from me, even if I were giving it, because I'm not great at it yet, just based off of my record so far. Um, but talking about Mitch Trubisky made me think of something. This past summer, I worked with someone who is somehow related to Matt Nagy. And I, when she told me this, I couldn't help myself. And I was just like, oh, he sucked at his job. She didn't care because I don't think they were like, I think they're like distant related and I don't even know if she's like really met him. I don't know. But I was just like, I probably shouldn't have said that. So yeah, that was, that was my Matt Nagy story. I'm glad he's gone. I hope, I hope he has a whatever success. I don't care anymore. Just as long as he's not with the bears. He's like the quarterback's coach for the chiefs again.
0: So, yeah. Just told you, Chiefs not making the playoffs. Matt Nagy. I also just took a picture of his bets. Uh, We're going to keep track this year after. Yeah, we're going to be doing this every week. Every week is going to be a six-pack of our bets. Also, like, basically what we did today. Obviously, no preview anymore. Um, And we will keep track of our bets and we'll see at the end of the year who wins and we'll probably have some stupid punishment to or nick might put together a graphic i was gonna do that last week for beer 30 never ended up doing it uh because my picks was terrible um yeah that's i think the end of the first slash second episode of six pack sports And we'll leave you with this always. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, I guess.